Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for TV and movie lovers. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, and I'm joined, as always, by NBA All-Star Sean Dunham and extremely sensual pottery babe, Jeremy Leguie. Hi, boys. <laughs> yeah, pottery babe. I love you know it. Pottery. Yeah. I, I love shopping at Pottery Babe. <laughs> I was going to say that little <laughs> little boy haircut. Um, it's week three of our annual March Madness tournament, where we spend all month comparing the major works of a single actor. And this year, we're going absolutely Whoopi Goldberg Zerk. This was our wild card <laughs> week, where we were honestly all over the map with Whoopi's roles. Let's see which of our three choices will emerge victorious and move on to the next week's to next week's finale alongside the color purple and sister act. Uh, so with that, let's get into chatting about this week's movies and rating them using our patented rubric Goldberg machine. <laughs> that's a pun you can pry from my cold dead. You hands. can hang your hat on that yeah. one. No, nope, that's I good. I think you should get a tattoo of that. Honestly. Cool. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, sounds good. Um, so yeah, which one? Hmm. Who should we talk about first? Let, maybe let's go alphabetically this week. Spin the bottle, baby. Let's go alphabetically because that's how they're in my notes. Mm-hmm. Well, so we're starting with put, Sean. That would put Sean first. Yeah. I chose a little film called Boys on the Side. Where they belong. Uh, where they belong. <laughs> stick them to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, I have only known about this film because of the soundtrack. It's incredible. Jeremy does not agree. Um, He's wrong. He's in wrong. context. In context. In context. Um, and, uh, but I had never seen it. And my fr- friend of the show, Claire McCashin, is like, has told me to see it. She doesn't really remember it, um, but she still <laughs> told me to see it. You know how that goes. And I'm, so I was like, I've been, it's been on my list forever and I just have never gotten around to it. So this was a perfect week. Yeah. Um, I guess the plot, the plot is many plots all in one. Yeah. Um, Okay. A woman who is down on her luck, not really, but she got broken up with her girlfriend. This is Whoopi Goldberg and is struggling with money. So then she takes a weird ad from Mary Louise Parker to drive her across the country for money. Because she's and going to she... L.A. to see if she can have her singing career there. And the ad is in a physical paper, not Craigslist where God intended. She it was saw 1996. It in the pages. Mm-hmm. And um, so then they go on a road trip. Then they pick up another friend of an old friend of Whoopi's, Drew Barrymore. They're like 20 years uh, age difference. It doesn't matter, I guess. Um, I don't know how, where and when and how they met. Um, and then they inadvertently murdered Drew's boyfriend. And then abusive boyfriend. It's self defense. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's almost like a subplot to them. It's honestly barely a pl- part of the, sh- the movie. And then, and then they, uh, settle in a small town because Mary Louise Parker actually has hidden health issues. Spoiler alert, she has AIDS. And then they stay in the ho- in this small town and sort of build a life, the three of them together. Sorry, Sean. Is- I can't. It's, it is Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> it feels like a small town, but it's just funny. Oh, it's like, in a large town. <laughs> a small town, the capital of Arizona. Okay, okay. It's a large town, but it, it's giving small town. Yeah. Yeah, they literally live on a, a hillside where you see very, very few other sort of... And they all places. work in a bar that just... 
uh, the Indigo Girls play at during the week or whatever. Yeah, is it is it explicitly a lesbian bar or are there just a lot of lesbians there? I think it. I well, good question, because that one guy is like, oh, I assumed you're one of the girls, and I don't. And you're right; it could be just a dust a dusty desert bar that plays Indigo Girls would be very attractive venue for <laughs> lesbians, but. The but sapphics maybe. of Tucson just collected in this little yeah. bar. I think, well, I think maybe uh, Whoopi's future partner, Anna, owns the bar, was maybe what I was getting. Who what is do you mean Olympian. her future partner? Well, her partner, Anna, who she is with. What? Oh, my God. Well, like, this is the thing. Okay, sorry. This is a tangent. <laughs> but there's a, there's a love plot between Whoopi and the ostensibly ostensibly straight mary louise parker Um, is her name anna no i don't know if i oh okay (laughs) but then when they move to tucson Whoopi gets in a relationship with anna who's the latina woman who owns the bar who always calls her oh 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 yeah 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 but it's really it's one of the failings of this movie is that anna's like just doesn't really factor into anything like there's this whole subplot about the unrequited maybe love between the two of of between the two main characters um and Anna's only her been being on screen with Anna for like doesn't seconds. really I don't in. remember her nope. anyway it doesn't it, this couldn't matter less but yeah it, it is true nonetheless okay yeah so it, she, there's a lot going on in this film basically yeah yeah is there anything else we need to say about it before we get into our ratings uh, um Matthew McConaughey also plays a small role as a really crappy cop. Yeah, uh, first of all, he's an amazing cop, and his name is Abe Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, and, above all. And actually, this is not related at all, but they have a baby, and they name the baby Mary Todd Lincoln. Yeah, which... <laughs> Why are we doing this? Because <laughs> you want your baby to have the name of her husband, of her father's husband. No. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah. you know what I'm trying no, to all say. This, all this, all, this checks out. Yeah, hundred percent. You want your baby to have the name of her father's wife. That is what you want. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Anyway, but yeah, that was a that was a shock when he showed up. There are some some interesting people who pop up in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, but so let's get into our ratings. So on on the categories of characterization, voice, physicality, tension and emotion, and style points. Let's do this. Um, Sean, what'd you give it for characterization? Um, I gave a 10. Um, she is another sort of, as you pointed out a few weeks ago, Whoopi's always playing a bit of a disruptor. And mm. she kind of, in every film, is like an agent of chaos. And yeah, <laughs> in this one, she is a black lesbian that everyone is completely shook and shocked every time they see her and meet her. Um mm-hmm. And also, everyone is working around the assumption that she's, like, this sort of sexual predator. And they all just sort of understand that. But she is not giving, doesn't, has never given anyone a reason to say that, I don't believe, from what we've seen. Yeah, anyway. no. It's, I think it's just literally, like, straight white guy in the 90s makes a movie and operates with his understanding of things. And, mm-hmm. and that's the sort of queer panic. Yeah, the, the the whole thing does have a very uh, what's the what's the phrase, uh, men writing women vibe. Yeah, uh, and okay, uh, that's a good that... title, Jeremy. Men writing women. Come on, <laughs> there we go. You're a title uh, generator. 
That would have been that might have been a better title for this movie. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um but well I'll just jump in for mm-hmm. my characterization. Um I I I also gave it a 10. Uh I do think it sort of floats in and out and I think as like I I I'm not entirely clear how much time has elapsed throughout the course of the movie. Absolutely. Uh, there, there is a baby, and that baby is locked to that time, but it still is kind of crazy the way things happen. Um, and I do think sort of in the latter two-thirds, Whoopi's performance does get a lot more sort of nuanced, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of interesting th- things happening. And I do believe that this is sort of like a real person, and like there's depth to this character, and that might just be because the other ones kind of go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Whoopi is a disruptor in the fact that she seems kind of normal amidst the rest of the, the chaos. Folks. Yes. Uh, anyway, so I gave it a 10 as well. Cool. Yeah, I gave an 11 for her characterization of Jane um, for a lot of the same reasons. Um, she, she did have kind of some of her signature, like, no nonsenseness that yeah. we've seen in a few mm-hmm. of her roles now. That I really enjoy. Like, she can just deliver that so well. Um, And, yeah, like, I think uh, one of the frustrations that I'm having with this month is that just, like, give Whoopi some roles where she's not just a side character to white people and serving, like, their character development. Um, But even in the context of that, I think she, like, really shines in this movie. Um, so yeah, okay, so voice. Sean, what'd you give for voice? Um, I gave it an 11. Uh, I, it might be a lot of it might be swayed by the song at the end where <laughs> she she croons a very sad, intentional song that informs the relationship, the sort of underlying relationship that she has with Mary Louise Parker, who eats so hard in this movie yeah (laughs) oprah of the week ding 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 she's giving oprah of the week yeah okay Uh, i i gave a nine um i i very much agree that all of it is going to her singing at the end uh for us she is a singer right yeah i felt like there was not a ton of singing like it comes up in sort of a few weird ways but i thought i don't know if she opens the movie performing and then ends the ends the movie with crooning a song and that's about it. Yeah. And I feel like that is an underutilization uh, in a pretty big way. Yeah. Uh, so I gave it nine. I thought, it, yeah, the rest of it was okay. I didn't think it was anything. She did a good job. Well, and as we said, Jared, they had to fit like eight different movies into one movie. So they, they did. just didn't have they time. Did. I think, and you know, I think HBO would have killed this. You know, mm, like, like if it, everything got an hour, and yeah, and anyway, like if it was it, like a twenty a twenty year sort of or something, yeah. yeah. Like I think there was a better format, and maybe it just wasn't ready. And like, well, yeah, sidebar: I think the man who wrote this movie should not have been the man to write this movie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, but no, you're so right. Um, okay, so I gave it. I gave her a ten for voice because I do think, yeah, like. She she established a cohesive, like, signature way that this character spoke. Um, but the singing was a big part of it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, physicality. Um, I gave an eight. You know, she performs, she fights. She, uh, 
I, I was weirdly like really thinking about her body language when she was on trial, when she was very, yeah, it does turn into a courtroom drama um, where she, uh, where they're really trying to tear her down on, on, on the stage, on the set. Wait, on the stand. On the stand. <laughs> on, quiet on set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone move, stand left, please. <laughs> and um, and she was just uh, shutting it down very fiercely. And uh, yeah, for that for those reasons, I don't give her. She doesn't have a ton to do physicality mm-hmm. wise, mm-hmm. especially in the few in future films. We will see that how she can really rip it up with physical comedy. So that's why I give that. Uh, yeah, no, if that's the approach you want to take, Sean, that's fine. Uh, I gave her a nine, uh, kind of for the same reasons. You know, certainly nothing bad is happening here, but I, especially in light of some other things we've watched previous weeks, I know there's a lot more, a lot more under the hood. Uh, oh, so yeah. There's some more chicken left on that bone. <laughs> oh, boy, howdy. Um, yeah, I also gave a nine. Um which I think was quite influenced by face acting for me in this one. Um, like the opening scene where she's singing in this bar and there's this like couple at a table canoodling and the woman's like giggling really loud and just like the dirty looks she was shooting them and the faces she yeah. was pulling, like no one can f- pull a face like Whoopi. Um, so yeah, nine. Um, tension and emotion, Sean. Um, I gave a 13 mostly because of, we're talking we're talking deathbed scenes here. We're talking uh you got it. Acapella, you got it. Mm-hmm. Um and just like the way that she is like at the same time like fighting in court to protect one friend and then like fighting in the hospital to protect the other. I was just like I really love this strong this strong lady. Jane. Is that her name? Yeah, Jane. <laughs> yeah. Jane, yeah. Okay, Jer? Uh, I gave an 11. Uh, I do think that the highs were high, uh, but the mediums were medium. <laughs> and uh, we'll maybe talk about more about it. There was a domestic violence scene, uh, the decisions of which will baffle me until the end of time. <laughs> but uh, seemingly like unable to ra- react or just like her character is so comfortable with that kind of violence, I guess. Yeah, I was like, everyone's just portray. pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so there were kind of just a bunch of weird things. I do think uh, her, Mary Louise Parker mm-hmm. was the co-star. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I do think that their like chemistry was really good. Yeah. Uh, and it was really different, really unique, and they had lots of good stuff going on. This is probably like Mary Louise Parker's best work ever maybe i think she's also um, really good on stage mm. oh, mary mary louise parker is not afraid of a tony but oh, interesting yeah yeah i yeah no i'm not i'm not too familiar but anyway an 11 i thought it, i thought it was good i wasn't blown away yeah um yeah i gave her 12 for a lot of the same reasons um i think especially the scene where um mary louise parker's in the hospital and it's you know clear that she's like close to the end um and they kind of like speak some things that have been unspoken through their relationship um Whoopi was really serving it to me there I will just say uh some of our choices well two of our choices out of the three this week 
were a tough watch as someone who uh, was recently bereaved. Um, I was like, oh, who thought that these would be hard to watch uh, in terms of death? So yeah, that true. maybe colors it a bit, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it was. I thought it was really touching. Um, mm-hmm. Style points, Sean? I gave a 12. Mm. Just that um, I just really got a kick out of seeing Whoopi try to figure out this super bizarre woman that she's on this road trip with and uh, and then just building this this deep friendship uh, over time and maybe more than friendship. Yeah. Definitely. I just, she, not a lot can, not a lot can build it the way that, that whoops can. Mm. So true. Yeah, Sean, you gave it a 12? I did. I went there. Uh, uh, I feel bad about this. Do I change the score? Maybe it's because the number's just looking me in the face. I gave it a 7. And I did give it a 7 because there were a lot of things that I did not like about this. Uh, And I'm just trying to figure out if that was the whoopee or not. Mm. And, And I feel like, except for, like, a handful of scenes... I don't know that it would have changed what was happening that much if it Whoopi was someone else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sticking with that. Stay firm. Stay firm. Yeah. Stay firm. Stay firm. Live your truth, Jer. Truth lived. Uh, Sonia gave it a 15. No, I didn't. Um, I gave it a 10. Um, because I disagree. I do think that it would have been like a much worse movie if it was someone other than Whoopi. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a movie definitely that I have, like, complicated feelings about because it's, like, there were parts that I really loved. And, like, it's kind of like I loved these women and I feel like it, if it hadn't been, like, a male-written narrative, it could have been really good. Anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, I, I do think that it that Whoopi, like, just looking at Whoopi and not the movie as a whole, um, she, she brought her style to it. So, yeah. Okay, so moving on in our uh, alphabetical order here, that means that Jair, uh, your choice is next. Tell us about yes. Eddie. Eddie. Uh, Big tone shift. Pure, uh, yeah, huge Major. tone shift. Oh, my God. Uh, chosen purely by poster alone, uh, Eddie is the story of Eddie, uh, who is actually uh, Edwina Franklin. Who, and I don't. Th- I think they don't even mention her name maybe once. I don't even know. Um. Anyway, she is a, a very big Knicks fan uh, and limousine driver. And there's some really fun scenes where she's, like, calling the game over the radio system so all the other drivers can hear and her boss is mad at her. And it's kind of like a fun a fun little thing. Anyway, uh, what is this guy's name? Uh, she picks up a dude by the names of William Wild Bill Burgess, who's yes. recently pur- who's purchased the Knicks. And uh, and then the other sort of key player here is the head head coach, uh, played by Dennis Farina. <laughs> uh, anyway, the movie is about the <laughs> Wild Bill kind of like gets this idea that Whoopi should sort of be involved one night in the game because she kind of sits up in the nosebleeds and heckles, and everyone there kind of knows her because she's there doing her thing all the time, and and then she gets to throw a three throw a free throw. Oh my God! Uh, into okay, the yeah, it, it, there we go into the basketball net, 
to be the assistant coach. The honorary coach. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, but then Wild Bill gets a crazy idea about, like, what if she was the real coach? Mm-hmm. And initially, it's kind of just to fire uh, Dennis Farina. And then it kind of becomes like a ploy to sort of amp up the team. Uh, insert a whole bunch of people yelling at people playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like a lot. Just like a, a huge amount. Um, Eddie is kind of able to like coach the team in a, a more real way. By realizing that all of their problems are actually sort of off the court. And, you know, one guy's got a marriage problem. One guy's kind of, like, too focused on his book deal or whatever. You know, all all these sort of different basketball things. And then she finds out, I'm just going to spoil this whole movie, that Wild Bill is just planning to hype the team to sell it. And then she kind of tricks him into telling everyone that he won't do that but in a capitalist society he still could anyway I w- and yeah then- watch when i watched this when i was a kid i was like she got him and then now i'm like <laughs> he could have just literally yeah. he could have just done like, it the, literally ex- done- the next morning but okay uh yeah and then the movie literally ends yeah so no, there's no there's no any like, well they just they win i think they do win they and- win not the big game but a game to be in contention and then it ends. And then hard stop, freeze frame. Like, like after the buzzer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, no data mod. That for is us. Eddie. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Um, the highs and lows of Eddie. <laughs> Honestly, you guys. Okay, this movie has an abysmal rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It is standing oh, at sixteen percent. So Ooh. I went in with pretty low expectations, but I honestly had a really good time. <laughs> and. I don't know if it's because it's, like, bad by the standards of a sports movie, and I don't really like sports movies. <laughs> like, maybe that's why it worked for me. I just thought it was fun. I Maybe. Yeah, sure. I watched this, like, this was a film that I had on VHS and watched often when I was a kid. And so I just was like, yeah, what's our problem? This is an amazing movie. And then rewatching now, I was like, Oh, this is is a Czech movie, perhaps. Yes. And I feel like it could have been a bit more zany. And maybe you're right, Sonia. Maybe they had to just lean out of the sports completely. Like it would have been like a cut. So like, get out there and win this game. And then hard cut to the end of the game where we just hear like a buzzer. And it's like, oh, man, we lost that one. You know, and we're just Uh, watching Lisa and Walter walk upstairs in a leather skirt or whatever. Which I, I'll watch her do anything, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, highlights are highlights for people uh, in movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, Eddie was okay. There are parts of it that were fun. I feel like it was like very much like the the thing where Whoopi just got to do what she felt was right. With the huge exception of the yelling at the sidelines portions mm. of, the, of the movie, uh, which I will be confused by until the end of my days. That's so Jeremy, interesting. You never, I like did you ever play sports? People be yelling. <laughs> people be yelling at you. People do be yelling. Okay. Yeah, well, we should. Like, yeah. We should get into our ratings. Um, yeah. So, Sean, what did you give Eddie for characterization? Um, I gave a ten. You know, this woman, she's obsessed with the New York Knicks. She thinks often about her dead husband and his legacy. 
Um, she's got this sort of tough love that she gives to all of her friends and family. Um, this sort of idealistic spirit. I don't. I I like Eddie. I get Eddie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Jared. Um, I just read that the uh, Frank Lang Langella. Langella. Yeah, thank you. Uh, they they were romantic on set. Whoopi and oh, and Frank. Wild Bill, and it was. Just just after some divorce proceedings. Anyway, she uh, that's loves a tall Ooh. white man. She does. There we go. There we go. Uh, I gave it a nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like the the character was sort of like not super super interesting. Uh, I, the more she coached, like I I could maybe have watched a show, you know, like where there's more development and things kind of get again less basketball, more of the development. I think, but uh, a nine. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I gave her a 10. Um, because I think especially, like, in the context of this movie, we did get a pretty good, like, sense of who Eddie is as a character. Um, when nothing else really feels grounded. <laughs> so I feel like that's kind of a <laughs> Um Fair enough. What about voice? Sean? Um, weirdly, I didn't even put a score down for this. I forgot. Mm. Uh I don't know. She does. Have, is that a high or a low? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, the voice is obviously like she's making a lot of it because of her major heckling, uh, her heckling personality. Um, I would say let's let's give like an eleven. Respectable okay. eleven. I, uh, I I gave I gave an eight. Um, again, I felt like there it is just a lot of yelling. And it's, I know it's I, I, I know Whoopi can do more, and I would have liked to seen more of that range, because uh, by the end I was just really not into watching any of those scenes anymore, yeah. and that's kind of what I felt like. That's so interesting. Like, I, was it just the mood I was in when I watched it that I had a nice time? I don't know, but I I gave her twelve. <laughs> Ooh. Her voice, because I do feel like she had a very distinct voice. She was hitting you with that New York accent, like the way she was yelling things. I found very believable as a like, you know, opinionated as a basketball fan. Opinionated Knicks. Well, yeah. it made me think of like you know people who have like lifelong season tickets to the Riders and like you know sit there and yell really specific things about every play. That's I was like, this feels real. So anyway, that's that's my sports knowledge. Um, there we go. Physicality. Let's do it. We can do it quick. Sean? Okay. I gave a 10. Um, the carrying the heavy luggage shtick. Very yes. funny. Yes. Um, the When she's rushing down the stairs to shoot her free throw and then she sits on that woman's lap. I still think that's one of the funniest things. <laughs> it's really For like funny. not really any reason. <laughs> it's so whoopy. Uh, I also gave a 10. Uh, there are lots of p- points I enjoyed. I really liked her throwing the basketball in. It was kind of like goofy and weird, and it was like above her head the whole time. It's funny she because like she has it. a terrible form for su- yeah. someone that is such a coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I also enjoyed the scene where the like uh, I, I don't know sports terms, but she kind of gets trampled by one of her guys as he's trying to drive the line, and uh, I thought she really like ate that up, and it was really fun as she's like kind of yelling at them, laying on the ground uh, after this dude ran her over. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, loved it. Um, I gave a nine for basically the exact reasons you guys already gave. And with that, uh, everybody go grab some bench because we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Whoopi Goldberg Zerk here on Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. We're going to get back to talking about the fantastic films of Whoopi Goldberg in just a minute. Um, but first, we're going to play a little game lovingly called The Game. It's game time, people. <laughs> that's, the bas- <laughs> that's the basketball noise. <laughs> For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, uh, the game is where I spend literally... <laughs> sorry, just killing yourself. That was solid, dude. Like, I it was so know good. I was going to do ex- that. <laughs> Her throat just, like, opens like a demon's is what I was, like, scared of. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend just a few seconds this week looking for a title related to a topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. Uh, you guys ready to play the game? I'm ready. Yes! Uh, this week's title is Bogus. Bogus. That title again. Bogus. Bogus. Sean, do you got one or do you want me to go? Um, I got one. Okay, I'll get one. Okay. So okay. I believe that this is about a sort of cheesy magician named Karen Bogus, played by <laughs> played by Miss Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> and she does like sort of really. Uh, lame birthday parties, cheap cheap tricks. She's kind of a joke in the magic world. Um, and then she makes a deal with the devil. Um, and then she is able to perform real magic. And she becomes like talk of the town, Chris Angel, mind freak. And uh, except I don't, I don't know where the... Uh, there's some sort of there has to be a, some sort of twist in this, and I'm not exactly sure where it, it comes. Maybe then she, she has to collect when he comes to collect whatever she traded her for. Maybe she conquers the demon. I'm not exactly sure where, how she gets out of this, but that's the story of Karen Bogus. Uh, we'll work on okay. it in the room. We I think. have to work on yeah. it. We have to put more. Yeah, keep writing. You can punch yeah. it. It's 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 in the cut. Is the yeah. thing. Yeah. So that's so true. Um, okay, I think Bogus is about uh, a down-on-her-luck jazz singer, um, played by Whoopi, who is, like, at the end of her rope, she loses her, like, recurring gig at a bar, she's in a bad spot, so she ends up having to get a job at the corndog stand at the mall. No. (laughs) In the the late 80s, early 90s. And there's this running bit that she has with all of her teenage co-workers about how they're always being like, that's so bogus. And she like makes fun of them about that. Um, but then she kind of starts using it. And then <laughs> me <laughs> one night, <laughs> yeah, one night uh, she's working late with one of her co-workers, um, a teen, a teen boy. And basically like a ghost appears. Like there's like, they basically have like a ghost sighting and, it becomes this whole thing where everyone else thinks it's bogus, but mm-hmm. they uh, strive to try and like catch proof of the ghost to, to prove to everyone else who works in the mall that it's real. So it's a oh. little buddy comedy about her and a teenage boy. That's nice. fine. Hey, that's, yeah. That's good. Um, okay. 
you're both wrong in all ways, shapes, and forms. Bogus! I'd be a little afraid if you got it, honestly. Um, I... <laughs> I picked this movie. Yes. Not because it bombed so hard at the box office. But because it bombed so hard at the box office and still has a pretty good Rotten Tomato score of 41. Okay. So, so I'm a little confused. Um, this movie stars, just this whole thing is just going to get more confusing the more I talk. And for okay. that, I'm sorry. But just so you know, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Haley Joel Osment, okay. and Gerard, Gerard Depardieu. What? Uh, and it is about a young Haley Joel Osment, Osment and his mom dies and he has to go and live with Whoopi. Mm-hmm. And on the plane ride from one to the other, he draws a fictional uh, magician best friend. Okay, magician. In his in his little book. Uh, and it comes to life to help him cope with the changes of his life, played by Gerard Depardieu. Ew. And it is his imaginary friend. Remember when Gerard Depardieu, like... Raised havoc when he was on a on a plane. They should Haley Joel should not have brought him, summoned him on that plane. I don't remember this. I'm gonna look it up. It's, uh, it's anyway, disturbing. I don't. Is that a thing that happened? Yes, he like he oh. like maybe peed on the ground or something. He's like, oh my god, he's crazy. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's wild. That's that's literally crazy. Uh, anyway, um, they kind of have to learn how to live together. Uh, Bogus kind of helps Whoopi a little bit in. Uh, connecting with the small boy, uh, and everything kind of works out in the end. Bogus helps it's Whoopi. Kind of... None of these words are in the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of. It's I kind love of sentences like a... that no one said before. <laughs> there we go. Uh, it's kind of like a, like like a drop dead friend of sorts. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it is crazy. Uh, a quick sidebar: Did you guys know that if you're the first person to Google a thing now, they will send you an award? No. Really? Yes, yeah. So you, yeah, if you get a unique Google search, oh my god, uh, they will send you a thing. You try, you try. I would love That's to try the thing my, my fevered mind puts things together like you wouldn't believe. Let oh yeah, see what I, 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 I hope you get it on the fourth try. But I was like, how hard could this be? And so many things have been googled. So so many, many. things have academic articles written about them or whatever. Yeah, there we go. True. Uh, you guys. Thank you for playing the thank game. You, thank you, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I would brave, just like to apologize to our listeners for that sound I made. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to I issue a retraction for that sound, please. No. <laughs> I'm scared to listen back to it when I edit the episode. I'm stoked. I'm it's going to make you gonna fall off your chair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might have to turn the volume down. Anyway, sorry, what were you going to say, Jer? I don't know. I just said thank you for playing the game. Okay, I think you. <laughs> that, yeah. Jeremy, sorry. What? <laughs> no, I think I cut you off. Anyway, oh. let's get back to rating these three movies. Um, so we were in the middle of rating Eddie, an iconic role for Whoopi, um, and we were on the category of tension and emotion. So, Sean, what did you give this movie for tension and emotion? Well, you know, there's not a lot of moments, but there are some moments. So I gave like an I gave a ten actually because I the scene when Wild Bill is like I use people and I'm gonna sell the team and she's like F you Bill and the horse he rode in on I love that scene 
Um, yeah. Even though writing wise, why did Wild Bill turn tail like from this person to this person so quickly? That makes no sense. But um, yes, this is why. That is why. I'm sure there's other reasons, but you know, she's making these connections with all of her her teammates. But yeah. that's that's probably the biggest one that I'm thinking of. That's fair. Uh, I did forget to mention in my recap that at one point he rides on on a horse that's wearing shoes, which is probably one of the highlights of the movie. I was so afraid for that horse. It looked it looked so unsafe, and you could tell like the weight of that animal was just destroying whatever those things were. Yeah, and they could have approached that differently. Uh, I gave it a seven. Um, I feel like a lot of the things that happened were sort of like pretty obviously gonna happen. And I feel like in the story, Eddie knew that too. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if you guys felt that way. <laughs> that you you felt that it was a foregone mean? conclusion, whatever was going to happen. <laughs> kind of. At least her reactions were, for the most mm. part. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I also gave a seven. It's hard with a movie like this. Like there weren't it a is. lot of opportunities for tension and emotion. I did think yeah. that the way. Like her relationship to the players, many of whom I think are real basketball players. Am I wrong? In I have that? no idea. They have to be. <laughs> yeah, like it's like it's, they seemingly I don't know if have you could have three people who so could good, know less. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was really sweet, um, and that I did think it was cute. Um, but yeah, seven. Um, okay, style points, Sean. Um, I gave. I, you might be noticing that I am giving this film high points. I think it's nostalgia reasons. I gave it 12. I don't know. She's just like the way she reacts when she's hiding under that one man's bed. Um, just <laughs> her, her reactions in general are just like outrageous. Yeah. And I knew every beat of them. And I, you know, I love me. Love me. This film. Again, well, it go. is a bad film, but I like it. I think no, it's, it's like good bad. Yeah, yeah. It's it, like I gave it a ten. Um, I, I I feel like like in this much more than some other things we've watched. Like I could see her sort of coming through in it. Mm. Um, and I do think like it seems like Whoopi can handle a lot of comedy and then like some hardcore acting or you know drama acting. Um, so yeah, no, I thought I could. I thought it was good. I thought she owned it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I gave a 10 as well for style points. Um, she's just whoopying real hard in this movie, yes. and I love that. And it would have been inarguably much worse without her. You know what I mean? Like, she really yeah. held held us together. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that's a, I think that's a totally fair point. It would have had, like, 6% instead of 16. <laughs> not for Whoopi, so. Whoopi, we salute you. Yeah. Um, how is how is Bogus so much higher? Like, yeah. I, like I'm baffled right now. Anyway. Maybe Gerard turns in a real performance. Maybe, maybe. Um, um, okay, no. well that. Oh, Sean. No, 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 no. Sean, no, no. you have thoughts about Gerard? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Let's move on. Let's move on to our third and final film of the week, um, which was my choice. Um, this is, you know, a little known picture from 1990 that people have probably never heard of, um, called Ghost, which, you know, we, we had to do because Whoopi won uh, an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for her role in this. Um, 
I, I guess for those who don't know, I will oh, say ahead, SEO sir. style. Ghost is not the first thing that comes up when you uh, Google ghost. So that's a problem. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's tough that way. That <laughs> is tough. It's it's one word. Things like that are tough. I think. Um, so if you somehow don't know, I mean, I guess maybe lots of people don't. This movie did come out like over thirty years ago. And a lot of our listeners um, are um, Gen Zs. Yeah, Gen Z for days. <laughs> um, uh, so it's about a couple, a loving couple, Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze. Um, she, of course, Babely, sculpture artist. Um, he, hunk who works in a bank. I uncommonly uncommonly yep. fit investment banker. <laughs> yeah, investment <laughs> banker. Um and uh, basically, well, you don't know this at the beginning of the movie, but if you Google the movie, it gives us away right away. Um, he has his his colleague at work, Carl, is uh, money laundering. And uh, Patrick Swayze's like on his trail. He figures out that something's awry. And so uh, Carl sets him up to I think his plan was just for for the guy to steal his wallet so that he could get his like Mac code or whatever so that he could go into the accounts and like take the money out um but this goes wrong and Patrick Swayze is shot and dies um and then comes back as a ghost because he has unfinished business um so it's like about him you know orienting to being a ghost in the world and then um he realizes that uh molly demi moore's character is still in danger from this man who tried to kill him um and so he's like on this mission to save her and he's like (laughs) wandering around new york and he sees a sign for um a psychic a medium played by none other than our own Whoopi goldberg uh she plays oda may who is like this really great um, scam artist of a psychic um, who then, as it turns out, actually has real medium abilities. Um, and so she can hear him. And so it's all about him trying to convince her to help out and basically save Molly. Um, that was such a rambly synopsis of the whole thing, but I think I got That's the key what That's what it was. That's what it was. And honestly, until What'd you, you said that, think? I didn't know that the man... The whole embezzling thing, I I took it. I didn't quite make that connection that that's why he wanted him dead, or stealing his wallet or whatever. I don't know. Oh, it, it went and it went over. I I just was like, <laughs> let's let's just keep moving, and we'll think about this. Sean you were dis- his eyes off the passion. I was gonna say Sean was distracted <laughs> oh, by the I was iconic elbow, elbow and melody scene at that point, yeah. baby. And I can't blame you because I was feeling it too. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you guys have any thoughts before we get into rating? Um, Ghost, it, it's it's labeled as a romantic fantasy, and like it is, I don't know, I think it's just a good movie because it does hit all these different weird sort of points, uh, and it is a very simple story that relies a whole lot on like Patrick and Whoopi and Demi doing doing all their stuff. And I can't. I can't tell you the actor who played Carl. No, or anything like at all. He was good. He was, but he had a real hateable <laughs> you, face. Yeah, but like it is just the three of them like acting a whole bunch of stuff, and then it made it work. You know, like it's just like oh, these are all very like these are three very talented people, mm-hmm. and 
away they go. But you want to talk fantasy is a sculptor and that and a banker having an apartment like that in New York. That's crazy. It, yeah. But Sean, they did they did have to renovate it, so they bought it run down and like I don't know what word we could use to gentrify it or whatever you want to. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. It, it does open with all three of them wearing three of the hottest people we've ever seen wearing crop tops renovating a room. <laughs> it hooks you. It really hooks you. But yeah, I mean, like this is it's 1990, right? So like Brooklyn hadn't even been gentrified yet because she's from Brooklyn. Oda May's from Brooklyn, so yeah, it was a different New York, you know. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, so let's, I guess, get into writing. Um, so, Sean, what did you give Whoopi for characterization? Um, I gave 10, which is, like, not not as high, probably, as the rest of my scores for this. But it they really are, like, they tell us a lot that Otome is a major con woman. But we mm. don't really show it because all we see is the psychic stuff. And she actually turns out to be a real psychic unbeknownst to her but i don't know i i kind of wanted to see a little bit more of her being a real shady character before we get her um her whatever come up and not come up but like forgiveness arc or whatever redemption redemption thank you Redemption. yeah uh i i gave an 11 uh kind of along the same lines what sean was thinking but uh, I do kind of appreciate a bit more of uh, the things that were kind of going on. Uh, Whoopi doesn't come into like 40 minutes or 30 minutes mm-hmm. in. True. Um, and I think that's probably, like, if things skew low, I think that might be why. Um, which, yeah, it's kind of weird just because we do... Is, is Sam Sam's his name, right? Yeah. yeah Sam the Wink. character's name? Yeah. We, we spend a lot of time, like, establishing the rules of being a ghost, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, and uh, that's fine. Like, it's all well and they're, good. They're inconsistent, too, though. Yeah. I'm like, so you can go through all these doors, but you can't go through floors or like you can yeah. go upstairs. It's in the mind show. It's all in the mind. But he doesn't know how to work his mind. But as as Vincent, Vincent Schiavelli's character tells us. Exactly. And he's really great creepy. little cameo. He's really creepy. He's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saj? Um, yeah, I also gave an 11 because I think like, even though I, I think it's quite a feat in a movie where she really is not the main character and not the focus of the story for us to kind of get as much of a sense of Otome as we do. Like, we don't mm-hmm. know that much about her, like in terms of the the facts of her life, but I feel like her characterization is so consistent and precise and just like you just know her right away um and i think like i i know what you mean sean i would love a whole movie honestly about otome's scams um but the scene when he first encounters her and she's scamming this woman i just think it's hilarious like Mm -hmm. she's really doing it um (laughs) so yeah 11 um voice sean i give it 12 um mostly because so she not only establishes otome's real speaking voice but she also establishes her like grifter psychic voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she has Orlando's voice, who is a ghost that jumps in her body and like uses it. Um, and then she also does like Patrick's voice through her for a, for not a long time, but she, she just like is really doing, she's doing a lot of work here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons I gave, I gave an 11, which is not as high as a 12, but that's kind of what I was, um, 
No, I thought it was just a lot of fun, and I did think that this kind of got into a range a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Again, sort of playing the multiple characters, and uh, really any time that she's at like a table seancing, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. Yeah, I mean, this just goes to show you that like ratings are subjective, because for basically all the same reasons, I gave her a 13. Um, mm-hmm. And I think especially that scene where they go to the bank to like basically withdraw the money from Carl's ill-gotten accounts, and she's doing this like code switching like fancy lady voice. Yeah, it, it killed me dead. I thought she did such a good job, and just like even just like her like Odame's voice and like perspective as a character, I think is so crystal clear. Um, physicality, Sean. Um, I gave her a fourteen. She is extremely funny in this when she's like burst down a door. There's a point where she bursts out of a through a door. Um, the whole, yeah, the bank scene is so great. Just her projecting, her interacting with Patrick Swayze, um, and everyone else obviously can't see him, but then she's looking kind of wild. Um, if like not letting go of the check that she's giving to being coerced <laughs> to give into the nuns, she's funny. She's so funny. Uh, again, a lot of the sort of same reasons. Uh, I love, I gave her 12. I love when she like emerges from the closet as like her opening thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they make it seem like it's this like beautiful big deal. And like, I I think the first time, like when I watched it when I was younger, that joke eluded me. Like I just didn't notice. And this time it was really funny because it's very obviously a cleaning closet. Like it is just like, (laughs) you know, but she's like, like so grandiose in those moments and like carrying herself in such a good way. And then, like, three minutes later, she's, like, running around the room trying to escape this mysterious voice. Like, it's just, like, this wild kind of, like, scurrying. Anyway, it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, the wild scurrying, wild scurrying, for sure. Yep. Um. Yeah, same thing. Um, I gave her a 13. Um, because, yeah, it's, and, like, you know, I've, I've mentioned face acting, I think, for every single movie. But just, like, <laughs> the scene, like, that scene at the beginning when when he first shows up and she's reacting to like being able to hear him like just the faces she was pulling were so good and so funny um tension and emotion sean um i didn't give a ton like i gave a 10 not the highest uh i guess her her constant sort of bickering with patrick and her realizing he's she's her his only connection um, she does say the line of the movie, Molly, you're in danger, girl. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not a lot for her to do in those ways. Uh, I, I, I maybe thought of this a little differently. Maybe, I don't know. I gave it a 12. Mm. And I feel like, like sort of understanding her character and like really leveraging the comic relief of the whole thing. Uh, to find out you can talk to ghosts and then just amp up your business uh, in a big way is a thing that is really funny to me. And then to have to, like, kind of own that responsibility a bit and, like, actually help this guy out, uh, it does it does kind of get me in this, this big way. And I thought, like, the end, like, I you know, mm-hmm. like, it, the whole thing, like, it comes together. It works. And, uh, you, you know, I, did you did you cry, Sanj? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> At the end, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I cried a few times. I mean, like I said, recently bereaved, like it brought up some stuff. Sure, but, sure. But even just, I think anyway, I would have. Okay. Yeah. 
what was your what was your score for ten? And so yeah, so I gave an eleven, um, because I did think that was like really touching at the end, and like yeah, just the way that she's kind of navigating like the her begrudging the begrudging fact that she can't not help him. Like, she can't actually let herself not help him, even though mm-hmm. she's, like, this, you know, hard-hearted grifter or whatever. I don't know. That really did it for me. Um, style points, Sean. Uh, I gave her thir- 13. She took this pretty tertiary character and gave her such a point of point of view and personality. And, yeah, got her a, an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I gave I gave her twelve. I do think that this is like I don't even. I would be curious to see how many lines all of these people have because I don't even know if Demi Moore was like there for more than a quarter of the time or not. Yeah, I don't think but, so. Um, but I do think like this is just like a really clear indicator of casting and people working together. The director also did like Airplane and stuff, mm-hmm. so like it is just like this really weird mix of people that then just kind of like worked somehow. So, um, yeah, a 12, I like, I, I think that there is a certain, uh, whoopiness to this whole situation and that was needed. Yeah. Yeah. 14 for the same reasons. Like that whoopiness is there. Well, I don't know, man. Like dog. Okay. I think it would have been a good movie regardless, but. Is this the first time you've seen it? Um, I, I saw it like, I think maybe, I don't even know if I saw the whole thing, but I was quite young and like, yeah. Don't remember seeing the whole thing. But she just, like, I really think she pulls the whole thing together. Like, she's the center of it. And, I mean, some literal style points. Like, again, another great Gold LeMay moment. Um, Do you not think that Unchained like, Melody she, is, the, is the middle of the film? Is well, the center? I don't know. The song. But um, <laughs> it's it's one of them for sure. But I just think, like, she, she brings so much to this. And also, I just want to say... There are a few movies we've watched now where there are these offhand comments about her character being ugly or whatever. And I think a lot of that is like colorism. Um, but we'll be so friggin' beautiful. Like, I just think she's so, I just love her so much. Anyway. Um, okay. So that is all our scores. Mm-hmm. Jer, yep. can you let us Drum know roll. where we ended up? I can. Uh, so uh, in, uh, to no one's surprise, uh, in last place for the wild card round, uh, Eddie. I think we can all agree that that is where it ought to be. It, it do uh, ought to and, be there. Yeah. So, I uh, and then uh, I'm a little surprised by this because I thought it'd be the other way around, but here we are. Um, in second place, boys on the side, uh, which means that oddly enough, what is this? The telephone will be going to the final <laughs> round. It has reared its head and come back. No, of course, uh, Ghost will be uh, making it to the final round. Uh, meaning that our finale will have uh, a sort of a show-off, uh, standoff, show-off? Uh, sure, yeah. Sh- Showd- are they showdown. All, m- movie are off? they all Sonya picked films in the finale? <laughs> uh, yeah, they might be. Did you, did you pick Sister Act? So? Yeah. Okay, but I think it's, it's, it's because I had all the like safe picks. Like I basically, you guys had creative, interesting options, and I basically was like, well, we have to have this one, so I'll pick this like mainstream yeah. option. Sure. But. Jeremy kind of went wild card with every rant. And so, I love it. Uh, uh, which is good. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. And then, of course, the color purple uh, will be accompanying the two. Uh, I feel like we are just affirming things the world already knows. But hey, what is this game for if not for that? 
uh, <laughs> yeah. in, yes. as we uh, gold berserk. Uh, oh, we're going to actually in the, in the month of berserk next week. In the month of March. Honestly, yes, I'm going to miss her. I, I freaking love Whoopi. Guys. I told you, I'm watching Sister Act 2 on my off time. We didn't even need to watch it this yeah, week. I already I? did. I'll, maybe I'll watch it again. <laughs> I'll but be good that, with a break after this. <laughs> fair. <laughs> that is all the time we have for this week. So all the thanks to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna, uh, to my co-hosts, Sean and Jeremy, everyone at CJTR, and to you, our sweet, sweet listeners, for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Fridays at 3, and is available as a podcast on CJTR. JTR's website and everywhere else you get your podcasts. My electric is coming up next, so stick around and have a great week. Bye. Bye. See ya.